this is the unedited version of my first session of weight loss, wellness, and the word that I'm doing over on YouTube every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, again, it is unedited, so just give me some grace on that. And I hope I can see you over on YouTube live sometimes for weight loss, wellness, and the word. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is our first session of weight loss, wellness, and the word. Weight loss, wellness, and the word. And so what these are going to be are basically sessions where I didn't want to call this a Bible study because it's not a Bible study. Um, it is literally me taking um scriptures and taking stories and in the bible and relating them to our weight loss um or health journeys um so but it's not a bible study where you would like typically go through you know like line by line in the bible and um it, with it being all in context and um exegeting the text and all that stuff a lot of this may be very well may be revelational exegesis, not necessarily historical or, or in context, um, just depending on how Holy Spirit leads. But um, first off, so you know who I am. My name is Malika Burley. I am a sister in Christ. I love the Lord and I am a, a weight loss mentor and transformational coach. And I primarily help women that have over 50 pounds to lose, lose the weight that you gain and gain the you that you lost. And I also am a woman of faith. I am first and foremost God's girl. And I love that I have an opportunity to combine my faith with what I do in business as well. And like my neuroscience kingdom coach likes to call it a business tree because it's a business and a ministry combined. So um, this is my business tree. And I felt it laid on my heart to uh, start doing these sessions. And like I said, they are not uh, Bible study sessions, but it's really just applying our faith to our weight loss and wellness journey. And the reason that I called this weight loss, wellness, and the word is because I wanted to um, not only talk about weight loss. Give me one second. I not only wanted to talk about weight loss, but I also wanted to talk about all aspects of health. I mean, mostly I will be talking about physical health, but there's also emotional and mental health. There's relational health as well. And so, hey, Deanna. And so I wanted to talk about all different aspects of health and faith. And so combining health and faith together, like I said, is what I wanted to do in these sessions and so um 
I will come on every Thursday at 7 p.m. Well, most Thursdays at 7 p.m., you know, depending on if I'm traveling, uh, et cetera. But I wanted to have a set time that I was doing this because I am a person that schedules are not my favorite. However, I wanted to give you an opportunity to know when I was actually going to show up and do this so that you knew when to expect me. So there'll be Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then just adjust for whatever your time zone is. And of course, this is recorded. It's um, live on Facebook and YouTube, but the recording will be there so that you can go back and watch it later. But if you want to interact with me, you can come on here while I'm live. Um, and I would love to see your face and see your comments and everything. All right. So um, that's basically what we're doing. So this is weight loss, wellness, and the word. And we are um, like I said, applying our faith and the word of God to our weight loss and wellness journeys. And I guess it's more like a devotional than a uh, Bible study. It's definitely not a Bible study. I would say it's more like a devotional. If, however, you are interested in finding a Bible study, I attend an amazing church with a very deep Bible study. So if you want to go deeper and you want more of the word and go deeper in your relationship with the Lord, then just message me over on IG, just DM me, and I will get you the Zoom info for our Bible studies there on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. All right. Let me see if I got everything. Did I say everything? All right. Yes. All right. So that's what we're doing here every Thursday, every mostly every Thursday at 7 p.m. All right. So I wanted to, for this first weight loss, wellness, and the word. What I wanted to talk about first is Romans 12, 1 and 2. It's a really familiar scripture. Um, I wanted to start with this one because this uh, scripture, these verses are the foundation of my business, uh, Transform Fitness. If you didn't know, I'm also a certified group fitness instructor, um, as well as the uh, weight loss mentor and transformational coach. So I have that side of the business, but Romans 12, one and two is the found are the foundational verses for my business. And so I wanted to take a look at those verses today and just really look at how we can apply that to our weight loss and wellness journeys. All right. So let me pull this up on my screen so we can read the scripture together. And we're going to read it from a couple of different verses because that um, really helps to understand it. And if you grew up thinking, you know, that you had to just read it one way from one verse, then I just uh, want to encourage you, if you find that it's hard for you to read your Bible, to know that um, if you look at the other verses, then it does help you to understand and it can make the uh, Bible reading a lot more enjoyable. Uh, if you do that. All right. So anyway, so let's look at this. First, we're going to look at it in the New King James Version, and then we're going to look at a couple of other versions as well. But this is Romans 12, 1 and 2. So it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I love those verses. Like I said, they are foundational to my business and will be foundational to what we're doing here on Thursdays as well. But um, let's look at a couple other versions of this. And by the way, this is just BibleGateway.com that I'm on. They are not sponsoring this, but it's just what I like to use. And if you click this uh, button here with the two uh, little pages, then you can look at multiple versions side by side of the scripture. So let's do that. And also, side note, if this happens to crash for any reason, I will, will pop back on. It might be a different stream, but I will come, come back on. So this is the easy to read version, um, which is fun to read as well. But same, same Bible verse, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. So I beg you, brothers and sisters, because of the great mercy God has shown us, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him, an offering that is only for God and pleasing to him. Considering what he has done, it is only right that you should worship him in this way. Don't change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You'll be able to know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. And I love that because you you can see how it breaks it down more into language in the way that we speak. And also that it uses slightly different words to help you to understand what it meant in the New King James. And I'm also going to look at a couple other versions. Um, typically in the church that I attend, we look at ESV. So I am going to pull that up here for us. So um, this ESV version here on the right, I appeal to you therefore, brothers. So you see in the New King James, he was saying, I beseech you. So really he's what he's saying when you look at the ESV version is like, I appeal to you. I beg of you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And the last one I'm going to read is the message version because the message version is just really fun to read. <laughs> so um, let's look at that real quick. So message version is, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I love that. I love it. So um, like I said, it's really helpful to read several versions of 
the scriptures whenever you're reading them just to help you get a better understanding and then also if you have something um, like strong's or you have a blue letter bible app where you can um, tap on the words and then look up the hebrew or the greek definition of the words that helps as well so um, to help you get a better understanding because sometimes in english we will say something like, and I promise this is not a Bible study. I just want to break it down for some of you that may not know. So for in English, um, we will say something like love, right? So you read love in the Bible. However, when you look up the Hebrew or the Greek definition of the word love, they could be talking about several different types of love, agape, eros, uh, phileo, I think is how you pronounce the other one. And, you know, there's like a family type of love, a brotherly love, a, a love that you would have for a spouse, a love that um, you may have for your pet, right? There's different types of love, but in English, we just say love. But when you look up the Hebrew or the um, uh, Greek definitions, you'll really get to break it down and see uh, the different meanings. So, um, I want to keep this up here for a minute because I want to break this down and see how it applies to our weight loss and our health journey. So let me close out these other versions really quick. All right, let's go back to the New King James. So the first thing that is, is saying here is, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, like I said, um, this is... Uh, I believe Apostle Paul talking here, and he is writing to um, the church, and he's saying, I beseech you, I, and, and you can see like there's a little footnote here. It says, I urge you, I'm begging you, brethren, by the mercy of God, by God's good mercy and God's good grace that you present your bodies. And when we think about the word present, um, if you're presenting something to someone, then you are um giving it to them right it's not that they're taking it from you because you're presenting it so he's begging you to present your body so he's asking you to give your body over as a living sacrifice and also if you think about the word present um when you present someone with something and you're giving someone to something you are typically giving them something that you feel is good you're giving them something that you feel has value, that you feel has worth, that you feel that um, is going to be an actual sacrifice or gift from you to them, right? And so when it's saying that you present your body, you are giving your body this thing that is a good thing, this thing that has value, this thing that has worth, over to the Lord. And so he's begging you to present your body. And then it says as a living sacrifice. Um, if you know anything about the word in the Old Testament, they would have to sacrifice animals on the altar of God to atone or to um, get forgiveness for their sins and things that they had done back then. We don't have to do that because thank the Lord, we have Jesus Christ. And so he was our ultimate sacrifice. So what Paul's saying here is present your body a living sacrifice. So we don't have to actually die, but we're still sacrificing something. We are sacrificing um, our desires. We are sacrificing doing what we want with our bodies, right? So he's saying, 
present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And if you think about when you're presenting something to someone, you're not going to, like I said, you're going to give them the best that you possibly can, right? And so we want to do that with our bodies. When we're presenting them to the Lord, we want to give the Lord our best. When they were sacrificing animals in the Old Testament, the animals had to have certain requirements. It had to be a certain type of animal. It had to be um, the best of that animal, usually the first in that um, flock. And it also had to be without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle, right? And so when we are presenting our bodies to the Lord as a living sacrifice, we want to give him the best version of ourselves, right? We just don't want to hand over to him uh, anything. And don't get me wrong, he will take it because he is our savior and he loves us just as we are. And he wants us to come to him just as we are. But what I'm saying is uh, when we think about dying to ourselves daily, we want to be the best version of ourselves for the Lord. We want to be that holy, acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. And so when we're a living sacrifice, we're dying to those desires of the flesh that may um, create those spots and those blemishes and those wrinkles on us. And we are um, dying to those things that we want and giving them up for what he wants, right? So that's the living sacrifice part. I hope that made sense. All right. And then it says, which is your reasonable service. So it's like, Yo, this is the least you can do, right? This is pretty reasonable. It's and and then you'll see the footnote there says rational, right? Like this is like one of the least things you can do. We're not asking much. He's not asking you to actually be a sacrifice. He wants you to be a living sacrifice. So you will continue to live, but you're going to die to it yourself and die to the desires of your flesh. Um, and what I love about the ESV version, let me switch over to that really quick here, um, is that it even says in this version, I should have left them side by side, huh? But what it says in this version is that, which is your spiritual worship. So um, in the New King James version, it said, which is your reasonable service. But in the English Standard Version, it says, which is your spiritual worship. So when you are dying to flesh and giving up those fleshly desires and presenting your beautiful body to the Lord as a living sacrifice, it is a form of worship to him. And so that's something when I think about that and, you know, thinking about, um, and, and this may be even more, like I said, than just regarding weight and regarding your wellness, um, think about some of the other desires and other things that you want to do with your body that may not be holy and acceptable to God, right? And so when you're doing those things, are you then offering your body as a form of spiritual worship to him, right? And so that's just something to think about, like, am, is what I'm doing with my body right now a form of worship to him? Or am I if we're not worshiping the Lord, then what is it that we're worshiping, right? So then we have to think that. So if I'm, if what I'm doing with my body right now is not worshiping the Lord, then who am I serving right now? All right. And I'll let you fill in the blank there. All right. So anyway, so then the second verse is do not be conformed to this world. And let me get back to my original version here. 
All right. So I hope you're still rocking with me. I hope this isn't too heavy. This is <laughs> just session one. But like I said, I really wanted to break this verse down because this is really foundational for me in my my um, health coaching and wellness business. So I really wanted to break this down and also for my life. And by the way, I, th I didn't, didn't mention this before, but if you don't know, um, I am on a weight loss journey myself. That's actually how all of this started. Um, I started a couple years ago on my weight loss journey. I knew this was going to be the absolute time, last time that I was going to have to ever say that I needed to lose weight again. I wasn't going to have to keep going around the circle over and over again like I was. And so I started a YouTube channel, actually this YouTube channel, if you're watching me on YouTube, and I started sharing my weight loss journey. And from that, the Lord then took me out of the business that I was in at that time and wanted me to start um, helping his women and his daughters to uh, be free from the oppression of weight and the weight of it, right? And so that's how I ended up in this business was because the Lord led me here. Um, I was in a pretty successful business before that. But see, that's another one of those things that um, I had to be a living sacrifice and I had to do what he wanted me to do and not what I wanted uh, to do. And we're kind of going to get into that in the second part of this verse. But um, it says, and do not be conformed to this world. And I want to look up, let's look up the definition of conformed. Um, I'm sure you know, but I'm going to look it up real quick here. I'm just going to Google the definition real quick. Conformed. And then we're, um, we'll look at what it says as well in Strong's, what the actual Greek definition is. But conformed behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards and so he's saying do not be conformed to this world so do not behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards right we're not to be conformed to this world because we're in this world but we are not of this world so we are not supposed to um, as believers uh, just do you know, whatever the world is telling us is the right thing to do, whatever they see is the socially acceptable things to do thing to do. Sometimes as a believer, and if if Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life, is if he's the Lord and Savior of your life, then you're gonna do things that may not be okay with others. You're gonna do things that may not be acceptable to others um, in your walk. And so we're not to be conformed to this world. It doesn't mean, because, but we still walk in love at all times, just as Jesus did, right? It doesn't mean that you are um, just walking around being hateful to people because you don't wanna conform, right? We are still walking in love when we, um, do it, but we are not just because the world said that says that something has to be a certain way doesn't mean that um, that's how it has to be for us because we are not conforming to this world. So um, that is conformed. And then I wanted to look at the I think it was the NIV version because what it says in the NIV version when you look at it, it says do not conform to the pattern of this world and it really means a similar thing. But when I think about patterns, um, I'm about to really like date myself because some of you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But so 
when I was younger, I used to like to sew. And so one of the things you would do is you go to the store and you get these uh, uh, patterns. And so they are like these thin, like they were like these thin brown, like tissue paper type of um, things that you would get. And they would have pictures on the front of the, of the patterns, the pattern pack. And on the front of that, you could see like what the item was, like if it was a dress that you wanted to sew. Um, the first thing that I did, it was actually like a little jumpsuit with pockets. And so um, if you want that thing, then you buy that pattern, right? And so uh, I bought the pattern for the jumpsuit and then you buy whatever fabric you want. So whatever material you want that thing to look like. And so what you do is, First, you cut out the pattern from the tissue paper because it was one big sheet when you bought it, but you would cut the pieces of the pattern out and then you lay them on your fabric and you pin it down and then you cut around the uh, tissue paper and the fabric so that your fabric came out into the different shapes of the pattern and then you would sew it together according to the instructions. And so if you followed the pattern, then you would get what it looked like on the front of the package, right? If you didn't follow the pattern, then you weren't gonna get exactly that or anything that looked like that if you didn't follow it at all, right? And so that's the thing when I think about this version, verse and this version of it in the NIV when it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. If you are doing things and shaping your life, just like the world does or like the world says, then you are going to get what's on that picture. You're going to get what the world has. And in the end, we know that that's not going to be a great thing because we know that the enemy is the um, prince of this world. And so we don't, you know, he's a ruler of this world. So we don't want what the world has to offer. We want what the Lord has to offer. So that is not the pattern that we want to be cut out. That is not the pattern that we want to be shaped by. Right. So I really like that part in this particular version of this verse. But so do not be conformed to this world. And then, like I said, in this NIV version, it says do not conform to the pattern of this world. All right. Hope you're still rocking with me. Hope you're still here. Hope you're still here. All right. So but but. So we don't want to be conformed to this world. We don't want to be cut out in that pattern to end up looking like the world. But we want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so transformed, let me, we're just going to Google that real quick. Transformed is make a thorough and dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character of. And so we are not trying to end up cookie cutter like that pattern to end up looking like the world. We want to be a dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character of. I like that definition of transform. So be a dramatic change from anything that the world looks like, right? We don't operate like the world. We don't look like the world. And I promise this is going to flow with our health and, and weight loss and wellness in a minute. But we don't want to look like the world. We don't want to have the appearance of the world. We don't want to have the character of the world. And so that is transformed. And I'm going to look this up also 
Um, and let's let's look at the Greek really quick. Let me get here. Romans 12. All right. So um, let's look at conformed. So the word for conformed in the Greek, ooh, syskismatizo. Okay, sorry, I know I butchered that one. But it says to conform oneself, and it also says to another pattern, to conform yourself to another pattern. So back to what I was saying with that pattern and cutting that shape, you're not supposed to make yourself fit into that mold or fit into that pattern to end up looking like that picture on the pattern, you know, back to that analogy, you're supposed to transform, remember, be dramatically different. All right, that's what um, it means, conform means in the Greek, and then transformed means, ooh, metamorpho, 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 oh, which we get the word metamorphosis from, which makes you think about butterflies, right? So to change into another form, to transform, to transfigure. Christ's appearance was changed and was resplendent with divine brightness on the Mount of Transfiguration. That was just like a little side note. But to change into another form, to transform or to transfigure. All right, so that's what those words mean in the Greek. I like looking that stuff up because it helps, helps us to really understand. All right, so back to this. So, and do not be confirmed, but be transformed. So how do we get transformed, Paul? We get transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, and I love that it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means it, it which to me sounds like it's never ending. You're always renewing your mind so that you won't end up conformed to this world. So you won't end up in the pattern of this world. You are always renewing your mind and working on your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And um, when it says prove here, it's saying like testing. Let me go back to the ESV real quick. And then I'm going to give you five questions that you can ask yourself based on this verse, these verses to um, ask yourself during your weight loss and health journey to um, help you combine your faith with your weight loss and health. All right. So it says in the ESV, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So see, even there it's saying renewal. So it's something that's constant that by testing, testing. So instead of it saying so that you may prove, it's saying by testing, you may discern what is that will of God? What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? And you remember when we were looking at the other versions before, it was saying so that you know what God's will is for your life. So if you are just conformed to the world and doing what the world wants you to do, then you can never, well, I don't want to say never, but you'll be less likely to hear what God's will is for you because you're doing what the world is telling you to do. So you're not being open to hearing what he has for you to do, what his will is for you. And so that's why you can't be conformed and cut out in that shape of that pattern to what the world wants. You have to be transformed. Remember said dramatic change um, by the renewal and renewing of your mind. So you're constantly, um, working on your mind. And by the way, uh, if you don't know this, we're three part beings. We are a spirit, 
we have a soul and we live in a body, but we are first and foremost spirit. And then we have a soul and our soul is our mind, our will, our in our emotions. All right. So when it's saying the renewal of your mind, that's constantly doing that soul work that you need to do so that you can be transformed and know what the will is of God for your life. So um, and what is good and acceptable and perfect uh, according to God's will for you uh, in your life. And yeah, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it with that verse. So I hope that really helped to break that down for you. Like I said, I wanted to start with this one because um, this, these two verses, verses, Romans 12, 1 and 2 are foundational for my business. And so I really wanted to break this down for you because if you think about this verse whenever you're going through your weight loss and your wellness journey and like i said that can include all aspects of health not just physical health but if you really think about this verse when you're going through that it's really going to um, help you like it says to know what the will of god is for your life and and how you should proceed forward and i want to beseech you and appeal to you and urge you to really seek God for his will for your life because his will is going to be the best will. When you make him the Lord over your life and you surrender and fully just say, okay, Lord, your will, not mine, it will come out for you so much better because he knows what's best. He's the Alpha and Omega. He knows everything from the beginning to the end. He is outside of time so he's already seen the end he knows what's best for you and so when you submit to his will for your life you're really submitting to the absolute best plan for your life it does not mean whatsoever that everything is going to work out perfectly or that everything is going to feel great in the moment but it will work out the way that the lord wants it to work out right so it will work out perfectly when you're in his perfect will it will work out perfectly the way he wanted it to. And it does, like I said, it doesn't mean that every little thing in your life is going to feel great, especially in the moment. But at the end, it's going to be amazing because of course he's going to set things up so that he can get the glory. So it's going to turn out good. And and that goes into Romans 8, 28, which I feel is my life first. Um, you know, that he works everything together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So again, when you submit to his will, he's going to work those things out for you. So I don't know, somebody must needed to hear that because I wasn't planning on saying any of that. But all right. So let me give you five questions on how you can apply this verse. And I should have typed them out for you. I'll try to um, do that next time. And I have a really great uh, story that I want to share in the from the Bible next week that we can apply to our health journeys. And um, it's really a part of that renewing the mind that's really going to um, help you with that. And so make sure you come back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and then adjust to whatever your time zone is. But um, of course, like I said, it's recorded. So if you can't be here live, then uh, make sure you go back and watch the recording. But um, it's a really great story that is really going to be helpful. And a, a, a lot of you may not have even ever heard the story before. So, um, but five questions to ask yourself that is really going to help with this uh, verse here. So, and again, this is Romans 12, one and two. All right, so question number one, 
Um, and this goes back to the first part where we were talking about presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Question number one is what I'm doing pleasing to God and honoring him. So this is that whole first verse where present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So number one is what I'm doing pleasing to God and honoring him. And when I think about that, and the reason I was writing that, for instance, um, there are times where maybe I might be eating and I am full and still want to eat some more. And sometimes it could be that I just want to eat more just because it's there, right? Not because uh, I'm hungry, because like I said, I I'm full at that point. So if I stop and ask myself, is what I'm doing, like by me going and eating more food and overstuffing myself, is that going to be pleasing to God and honoring him? And I'm going to have to say no on that one, because then you're starting to fall into gluttony, which is a sin, right? So, and you can use that for anything in your life. So when you are about to do anything is what I'm, what I'm doing, or is, is what I'm about to do right now, pleasing to God and honoring him. So that's question number one. Um, and I will type these in the description after I'm done, since I didn't have them typed out. Question number two, uh, do I want to eat more? And this kind of goes back to the example I just gave because we're talking about weight loss, right? So do I want to eat more because I'm hungry or because my flesh or my body wants it? So do I want to eat more just because I'm actually hungry or is it just because my flesh or my body wants it? And again, this goes into being a living sacrifice and there's nothing wrong with wanting to eat food the lord made food for our enjoyment and he made food so that we would have energy and strength to do his will right and so it's wanting food is not bad but when we want to overeat um or we find ourselves overstuffing ourselves or we're to the point where it's like wait am i trying to eat more right now because i'm actually hungry or is this just my flesh wanting this thing right now. And so that goes back into the first part of this verse where it talks about being a living sacrifice. So stop and ask yourself that. That's question number two. Number three, am I doing this diet because it's what the world or diet culture, and I won't get started on diet culture right now, not today. So am I doing this diet because it's what diet culture or the world is telling me to do or is it because this is what God called me to do? Okay, and so question number three, that goes into do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. When you're hearing and seeing all of these diets, um, like I said, I won't get into the deception of diet culture tonight. I'm sure there's some verses that will pull that out of me, but uh, I won't get into that tonight. But if you are wanting to do a diet, is it because that's what the world is saying that you should do? Or is it because that's what God is calling you to do? If God's calling you to do it, then obviously by all means do it. But if you are just wanting to do it because that's what you're hearing everybody saying is working right now, and that's what um, the world is saying that you should be doing, well, remember, we're not to be conformed to this world. We're not to be conformed to the patterns of this world. And when I'm talking about dieting, I'm the, 
the, I'm talking about dieting, not the word diet, because a healthy diet is still a diet. A diet is just a way of eating. Uh, I'm talking about dieting, right? So I'm sure you guys are clear of what I'm talking about there. All right. That was number three. Number four, do I need to renew my mind around this issue? So that goes into the renewing of your mind. Do I need to renew my mind around this issue? And so what I'm saying here, so for instance, if you uh, say you had a really long, stressful day at work and you're like, oh, I am so tired. I am just going to go grab a pint of ice cream and I'm going to eat that. I deserve it. I'm tired. I'm stressed. This is what I'm going to do, right? If 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 that's a thought process, this and this is just an example that maybe I've done in the past. Um, but uh, if you have some thought process, maybe similar to that or any thought process, ask yourself: Do I need to renew my mind around this issue? So, um, and I do have a process that I that is re for renewing the mind. It's R E N E W. Um, I will link to my podcast episode where I talk about that um, and walk you through how to do that. But uh, I'm sure we'll end up doing it one night on our Thursday night sessions. But I'm asking you that if you do, I, do I need to renew my mind around this issue? Because if we look at the example that I gave. Um, where I'm saying it's been a long day, I'm stressed, I deserve this pint of ice cream, I'm just going to go have it, uh, especially when we're talking about our weight loss and our, and our wellness journey. Um, if I'm stressed and I've had a long day, should I be turning to the ice cream or should I be turning to the Lord, right? And so that's where we have to stop and say, do I need to renew my mind around this thing? Because we, we do those things because they are patterns, because they are habits, because uh, it's just the things that we've done. But it may be something, especially if it's not serving you and it's not helping you in your weight loss journey, that you may need to renew your mind around that and think, wait a minute. I, I need to not be turning to the ice cream. I need to be sitting with the Lord and praying and uh, working on the fruit of the spirit of peace and, and joy, right? And so um, that is question number four. Do I need to renew my mind around this issue? And that's whatever that issue is for you. That was just an example that I wanted to give. Um, and the fifth thing and the last question that I want to give you uh, is, Lord, what is your will for me? Uh, and then again, that goes to the very end of this verse where that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And like I said, if you are um, in line with his will and what he has for you, that's going to be the absolute best for you in your life. I know he will not let you down. Uh, he has the best promises and the best gifts. So when you submit to his will instead of what you want and your will it's going to come out it's going to turn out for you so much better than if you just do what you want so that's why question number five is lord what is your will for me show me what areas of my life are not in alignment with your will for me so like i said it may just not 
it may not be just your weight loss and wellness journey, but ask him to show you what are the different areas of your life that are not in alignment with his will and maybe different areas of your life where you are conforming to the pattern of this world. So that way you can shake that off and uh, start lining up with what he has for you um, because it's going to be good. It's going to be amazing uh, when you do that. All right. So that was the five questions that I wanted to give you that so that you can relate Romans 12, one and two to your, hey, Jennifer, so you can relate Romans 1 and 12 to your weight loss wellness uh, journey. And like I said, we are going to continue these discussions every Thursday night at 7 p.m. And um, again, it will be recorded for you so you can come back and watch. And we are going to look at not just weight loss and not just physical health, but also other aspects of health as well. So I that was helpful for you. And let's pray before we go. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you have a perfect will for us. Lord, thank you for your love and your joy. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you that um, your goodness and mercy follows us the days of our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to come uh, to show us, Lord, the areas of our lives where maybe we have not submitted fully to your perfect will for us. Lord, show us the areas that we may be conforming to this world, Lord, whether it's in our weight loss and our wellness journey, Lord, or if there's some other areas of our lives where we are letting the world speak louder to us than we are letting you speak to us, Lord. Lord, show us those different areas of our lives, Lord, because we know that when we submit to your will and come in alignment with your will, that we are under your protection. We get the benefit of your promises and they are all good and perfect and beautiful. And Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we just ask that uh, you help us in these weight loss journeys that we are on. Lord, help to show us areas um, that we may be struggling with in these journeys that we are not even aware that we are struggling or roadblocks or triggers that are there for us that we may not be aware of that are keeping us stuck in these uh, in this weight loss cycle of losing and gaining, Lord. And Lord, help us to seek you about what we should do to lose weight and not just listen to the patterns of the world and the diet culture and the things that they are telling us, Lord. But Lord, align our hearts with yours. Lord, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I hope you have an amazing night and I will see you next time. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something just really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube. And go grab my free webinar, The Five Keys to Simple, Successful, and Sustainable Weight Loss at MalaykaBurley.com. And of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day.